This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Zandra Robinson Burns, writer and the protagonist of Heroin Training. Today we are reflecting on The Artist's Way Week 3, and joining me for this, as always, is my co-host, actress and activist, Grace Gordon. Grace, how is your art life? My art life is grateful. I had a really good experience over the weekend, Zandra, that really covers a lot of things that we talk about on this show. It's boundary setting and creating structures that work for you, especially in the virtual world. Um, and also just fun, whimsical uh, art life socializing. So my friend, Charlie Rankin, who you also know, um, had a Zoom birthday party or a, you know, a virtual video chat birthday party scheduled on Saturday. And I saw that it was a virtual party, which is something that makes me pretty anxious. Um, I generally have like a blanket no to all social like interactions over Zoom, um, unless it's a class. So Charlie's having their birthday party and it was a really cool idea though. It was a PowerPoint party. Basically, attendees are instructed to um, show up for the party with a five to ten minute presentation on whatever they want. And it can be, you know, silly, nerdy, serious, whatever. It's completely up to you, whatever you want. I was very intrigued by this uh, by this idea. And I've heard of this before um, in in-person parties, but it was a kind of cool middle point between like the way that I can handle video chat hangouts when it's more structured and it's still being an opportunity to socialize. So um, Charlie had this plan and I was feeling kind of anxious because I just feel so resistant to spending any time on the computer. So I, I posted in the Facebook group and I just said like, hey, can I just talk for my presentation? Is it all right if I just make a, you know, instead of making a PowerPoint, I just like tell you guys about something. And everyone was like, yeah, of course, it's totally fine. Charlie said, I just want to hear you talk about something you're passionate about, which I just loved. So Yay. at this little party, <laughs> people presented on such a wide, fascinating range of things. We had um, Charlie give a presentation, a very detailed presentation on like evidence that Hank Green is psychic. And there was a ton <laughs> of evidence of world events and um, like pop culture stories that he has predicted even 20, 30 years ago as a child that he has evidence Whoa. of. And so that was fascinating. Uh, we had a presentation on how to make a mojito. We had like it was just all sorts of fascinating things. Someone gave a presentation about why you absolutely have to watch this show that she loves um, with like clips in the presentation. <laughs> it was awesome. I gave a, a little talk about my three favorite ways of practicing gratitude. So I shared like three different ways that I practice gratitude. Um, one of which I practice weekly with you, Sandra. And it was just, it was a really good experience because I got to share something I'm passionate about. I did ask for permission, but I got to do it in a way that I was more comfortable. And also it just felt good to keep a commitment to show up, even though it's something that makes me feel a little nervous um, and have a really good time. 
So I'm, I'm grateful that I got to share my gratitude practices, but I'm also grateful that, you know, the, the, the circle of friends that I met or, and, um, knew there were so welcoming to me needing a special adjustment in how I communicated. Oh my gosh. I love this. My, my reaction was like, Ooh, I want to hear this Hank Green presentation. I wonder if there's a recording, but then I got to thinking about, and and I I still I still do, but I got to thinking about the performance aspect of it. That I could look up videos, many many videos on, um, on topics that teach me things like making a mojito. But I would rather learn from someone in a in a live, uh, like closed group situation for a birthday party. <laughs> It was really fun, and it's something that's totally repeatable in person as well. It's so creative. It was a really cool way to see people's creativity and passion shine. And I love that you presented on gratitude. Yeah, Charlie and I have matching tattoos that say thank you, it's true, um, inspired by a speech I gave a couple of years ago, so I thought it made sense to give a little presentation on saying thank you um in honor of charlie yeah well happy birthday charlie happy birthday charlie sandra how is your art life my art life is trusting i have noticed that lately and this is one of the times where i i decide whether i say since doing the artist's way (laughs) I have been less strict and rigid with myself about like sitting down in the chair and making myself write something and showing up for those hours that are very important. And instead, trusting my different energies. And so last week, I spent a couple of days just like writing songs all day. And then I have been in a movie watching mood and TV watching mood. So I've just been like, I was binging Little Fires Everywhere, which I've been meaning to watch for a while. And just trusting that, like, I don't need to be in complete balance all the time of, like, this is how many hours I dedicate to creating every day. This is how many that I can only watch this much TV. It's just trusting that I will want to race to the end of a book sometimes and then I might not be reading a book for another week and that is a hard concept for me to to implement in my life but I have been I've been just feeling things out and what it is is trust that I will be in different moods for creating and consuming and that it's all part of the process do you have like a mantra that you tell yourself if you start to get anxious about like getting things done? Ooh, um, I have a sort of mantra that my friend Adito inspired me to adopt when we were in high school. And I still use it today. I write it down every day where I remember being on the phone with him when I was really stressed about school and um, science test or something and he said just tell yourself i am completely on top of things and it it works so that's the one i use well i love that and i think that especially when you're implementing a new practice especially one about trusting yourself 
having something like that in your back pocket sounds so helpful. Yeah, and it's like it's lasted me through the ages, through the most stressful parts of my life. So it has like I I go through affirmations and that's another practice that I've adopted from the book. But I change them up with the cycles of the moon and my menstrual cycles and just the like my how I feel about things. But that one stays. And it's so nice to have one that's like for life. So here we are in The Artist's Way, week three, recovering a sense of power. Grace, what stood out to you? I feel like this week's reading is very happy reading for me. The word power and the concepts of synchronicity and even the concepts around anger and boundaries, which, you know, we talk about boundaries all the time on the show. It's been such an important thing for me to learn to implement. Um, So I didn't even remember that The Artist's Way was the first place I read this. But this concept of like anger shows you where your boundaries are is so valuable. And honest, and I just wanted to, to share a little insight that came pretty out of nowhere. But it's just because, you know, these these concepts are settling in and I'm and every week, you know, they're on my mind as I go about doing other things. I was watching this show um, servant on Apple TV, which is a very creepy M. Night Shyamalan show. That's I, lo- I love it, but it's um. There's a scene where someone's like getting burned and they don't feel pain, like they have some sort of curse on them and they're not feeling like a pain reaction. And I had this random lightning insight during that show where I I went, oh yeah, anger shows you where your boundaries are, and like pain shows you what's not healthy for you like being on fire yeah like being on fire and it was just like it was this little like connection of like yeah it's okay that our bodies feel pain that's protecting you you know you're you stub your toe your body feeling pain is protecting you from doing it again or or from getting hurt worse and it's like that's what anger is too that flare-up of anger is protecting you so it was just an interesting insight that has that came from this week's reading and something I'll be carrying with me forward, not just, of course, in terms of anger and physical pain, but also in terms of grief or sadness, um, whatever it is. I just really appreciate the opportunity to to once again to have gratitude for even painful feelings. I'm just opening up my books. I found I really liked the quote that went with that section, which is by Duke Ellington. And he said, I merely took the energy it takes to pout and wrote some blues. Well, there you go. Yeah, I can really relate to that. And I'm I'm writing these songs from the perspective of Jane Austen heroines, which is really fun, especially because some of them are about emotions that are not like, top of mind for me. So I just kind of have been researching different feelings and when I start to feel upset about something I'm like okay okay like really feel this and understand it and and come up with words to describe it so that I can write them down and then put them into the song later. I am so excited about this music project that you've been diving into 
Like, I cannot wait till I get the privilege of experiencing it. And I know that you said it's going to be in person around a campfire. So all the more reason that I have to look forward to planning a trip to Scotland um, someday. <laughs> Who knows when? <laughs> well, when you finish Northanger Abbey, I will play my Northanger Abbey song for you. Oh, what a special treat. Yes, I'm That's reading Northanger Abbey now. Wow. What motivation that is. Yes. So and everyone speaking- else, too. Oh, oh my gosh. Our listeners are so blessed. Yay. Okay. All you have to do is read my favorite novel and then you get to hear the song. Well worth it, Zandra. Well worth it. A (laughs) a, a wonderful novel and a song. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, couldn't be better. Um, So I was so happy when I realized that this week, speaking of music, was the the synchronicity week. It's the week where Julia Cameron introduces the concept of synchronicity which is like the most real magic i've ever experienced right the synchronicities of my life have been like the guiding light towards everything good i have ever achieved this this idea of like just the universe lending out helping hands when i have a good idea has been so true for me so i wanted to share a couple of synchronicity stories from this week because I have had two big things happen where I had an idea and the universe just said, oh, here you go, Grace. Here's your encouragement. So the first one is I have on my, you and I do these lists every year where we we set um, not necessarily goals, but like a list of things that we want to achieve by the next birthday. It's an idea I got from you. So I have my 26 by 26 list right now. So 26 things I want to do or experience or feel um, by by the time I turn 26. And one of those things on my list was I just had learn a new monologue written down. And I've been thinking a lot about just like acting related exercises and experiences I can have while still in quarantine. Out of nowhere, after reading the synchronicity chapter or essay, whatever you want to call it, I get a message from Sean Leisher, who's one of our good listeners who we love so much and is also a friend of mine, an amazing dramaturg and new play doula, he calls himself. Um, I get an amazing message from Sean saying that he has launched his website and he's offering a new service, which is like a consultation for actors. He, uh, he's so knowledgeable about new theater. Um, and an amazing champion and advocate for it. And he's offering the service now where he gets on a phone call with you for 15 minutes or 30 minutes, depending on what session you book, gets to know you as an actor, your casting, what you're interested in, what you go out for in terms of auditions or wherever you are in your career. And then based you know, upon your casting, what you're interested in, what you need right now, and um, and what kind of session you book, Sean does research for you and picks out monologues from new plays and sends them to you, which you can use for audition material or practice or whatever you want. So I, Sean reached out to me because this is a new service and he asked me to, to uh, be one of his first clients, basically, in, in exchange for a testimonial. And I said, no, I'd like to pay you. I said, this is a great idea. I'll happily write you a testimonial, but I really believe in you and what you do, and I would like to pay you. 
So we had a phone call last week and then Sean just sent me monologues today, which I read and I read all three of the plays already (laughs) that they were from because they were so perfect. And it was so encouraging too, because just in that 15 minute phone call with Sean, I felt so seen as an artist, like in a way that I didn't even know that I needed. Like, I really just went with, you know, okay, I know my casting and this is what I could use monologues for and it would be fun to work on a southern accent. And then Sean said some things that were just so encouraging and insightful and it was an amazing conversation and I felt so grateful. But I also just appreciate the synchronicity of like, this was on my list and there it is right in front of me and that I got to pay my amazing friend for a service that was really helpful and cool. It's unique. Um, so that was an awesome synchronicity. And then the other one that I just have to share, because you mentioned music, I've been dipping my toes back into singing myself and, uh, re starting to play music that I have in the, in the archives, in the vault music that I wrote when I was younger. Um, and that's thanks to the artist's way that I'm really dipping my toes back in right now. But I had the thought last week, boy, would I love to have a piano. Boy, would I love to have a digital piano because we have one at my mom's house. Growing up, we have one. And most of the music that I wrote was on that piano. And it's not a very uh, transportable instrument, but it's the best. It's the best. It's what I play best. And so I just had a thought like, gosh, I wish I could manifest that. The next day, Outside my door is a beautiful new digital keyboard because my roommate, Katra, who is doing the artist's way with us, ordered one as her Christmas present to herself. Apparently, I didn't even know this, Zandra. (laughs) She also played piano as a kid and then stopped playing and kind of like had a block around it. And she like set up this truly perfect sounding looking work of art instrument in our living room and it looks amazing and I I don't think I actually told her yet that this was like one of the things I had like randomly thought and then literally appeared in on my front doorstep um I just told her wow that's great let's put it in the main room <laughs> but but it was just <laughs> like it was just like that's too weird like it's a too weird thank you universe um, for just providing this symbiotic creative relationship in my life and for, you know, exciting Kedra too. She's loving using it. Um, I'm so happy to see her happy, but it's just so funny that it wasn't even just piano. It wasn't just keyboard. It was like, it was like a digital piano and it's just like literally on my front doorstep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want a piano. Let's uh, see what happens tomorrow. Well, I was talking to my mom, who is also doing the artist's way with us, and she said, well, I was going to get you a piano for Christmas, but you wanted bookshelves instead. It's like, that does sound like me. Those both sound like me. Yes, I'm happy. I'm happy either way. I can wait for the piano. It's all good. Um, I want a monologue now, too, and I don't even need one. 
I think you should do <laughs> a session with Sean. It was it was oh, so it fun. Amazing. And it was also a great opportunity to just read new plays, like see what's out there. Um, but he just knows his stuff. You know, he knows like the theater and new playwright scene extensively. And it just felt like such a gift to be able to like go have a consultation with someone. You should totally do it. I mean, I'm a film actor, so I rarely get asked to have a monologue. But I just wanted to do it because I wanted something to work on. Maybe I can do a I can learn a monologue for an artist date. I love that. Like completely irrelevant to everything else that I do for work. So I think that counts. I think that counts. Speaking of artist dates, how have yours been going? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you asked. I um I neglected to report back last week, even though I had set that intention to like report back on artist dates. And I set that intention originally because I have resistance to them. I have resistance to the play aspect, to the doing it just for the sake of doing it, not for achieving something. Um, And it's funny because last week was a tough week for me in the artist's way. That realization of like, oh, these things that are missing, these things are out of balance in my life are I don't have a lot of like romance and adventure going on. I don't have like a healthy spiritual life right now. And just that felt like such a uh, imbalance, like it felt so loud to not have those things going on once I realized. And so when I had planned my artist date last week, I said, oh, I should do something related to those. And I tried all these different things and it felt so off. You know, I I like did a love reading tarot thing and I watched like the new secret movie that was like kind of a, a romance movie um that I I I wanted to watch and I it, the thing is like all of it was not satisfying at all and I realized afterwards that last week that all those attempts at artist dates were not satisfying because I was coming from a place of lack. I was approaching the artist state not like a date at all. I was approaching it like I need to fix something about myself. And that's the exact thing that I need to avoid with the artist dates. So I had I realized after the end of the week, oh my gosh, this is the, the reason it felt so unsatisfying was that I was trying to fix a problem instead of enjoying myself. So I didn't end up reporting back. In our last episode. Um, this week, however, was quite the opposite. Um, you know, I, I had that learning curve and oh my gosh, I had an amazing artist date today, actually, um, where I just laid around and I read from a couple of art books and the the goal was just to look at beautiful photography and get inspired. And I like ended up filling up a post-it note of concept ideas that just came to me while reading these art books um, for photo shoots in the future. And it was like, that wasn't why I was doing it. I wasn't doing it to come up with concepts, but I was so inspired and I just, I loved every single moment of reading those books today. And I also did this in part because, um, well, we'll talk about it, but uh, I know what's coming in week four of The Artist's Way. I know the next challenge ahead, and I really ah, needed to yes. fill I up on reading. Oh, my no God. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers, but I know I needed to fill the well of inspiration now. 
And boy, did I. So I just feel so good because I, I approached it so differently this week where it was like, oh, I see what I did wrong last week. Okay, I see why I didn't feel good. And this week, I just want to be inspired. And I really am. So that's my report back on artist dates, um, the ups and downs, and just like the how the mindset is super important for my enjoyment of them. I really want to hone in on that because I, I want to identify what what the shift was for you. What made the second attempt, or I guess it was more than second, but the successful attempt feel like the right way to do it for you? What Was it your mindset going into it or how you assessed it afterwards or, or during? What was the difference? Well, I think that last week it was that experience of like trying to fix a problem, how the, the tasks made me realize, the life pie task last week made mm. me realize, oh, I don't have these things going on. So I need to plan an artist date around romance and around spirituality. Right. So the love reading tarot mm. situation and the watching the new secret movie, that was all very like intentionally chosen to cover the topics of romance and spirituality. And then I didn't enjoy them because I was trying to fix a problem. And it was talking it was to you. Pressure. It was too much pressure and it wasn't a date. I chatted with you a little yeah. bit about it after we recorded last week because I was saying basically, yeah, I didn't have a good time with this and I want to report back next week when I have good news. And it was actually you, Zandra. You said, you said, well, it doesn't sound like a date. It sounds like you're just <laughs> trying to fix a problem. And so this week, yeah, you said that. And I was like, oh, right. These That's are so funny because when you said it, Right now, you're like, oh, that didn't feel like a date. I'm like, wow, that's so wise. <laughs> it was you. Yes, you I don't are wise. Saying that. Yes, Passandra. <laughs> I feel like we're doing some like time traveling synchronicity right here. I love this. I love. I love that you're like, wow, that's so wise. Whoever thought of that? It's a genius. <laughs> it's you. You it know, it's muse. you. <laughs> it was the artist date muse speaking through me, and then I snapped back. So, I mean, speaking of romance, right, it's like approaching these <laughs> n approaching these artist states as going on a date with myself, with my inner artist, whatever it is, and just romancing that, romancing myself, rather than trying to learn something about romance or trying to, like, consume yeah. something about romance because I'm trying to fill some void. No, it's about romancing myself. So this week was so much more successful because I just looked at things that I find very beautiful and that inspire me and read the essays and the art book cover to cover. And that felt way better than trying to just like fix a problem. Grace, this is helping me a lot because I have a maybe artist date coming up today, but I was feeling on the fence about like does it count because my artist date slash chore is to go over to the bubble tea place and see if they have these popping bubbles that I want to use in a recipe that I'm recreating from my favorite Disney World restaurant, Satuli Canteen, which is part of um, 
Pandora in the Avatar land in Animal Kingdom. They have this like bubble tea popping thing that goes on top of the salad. And so I'm going to look for that ingredient. But I was like, well, it's a fun ingredient, but it's still shopping for something that I need. So like, is that cheating for my artist date? Make that part of it. But if I get like a nice bubble tea for myself while I'm there, does that count? And a few episodes, you brought up Gilmore Girls, so I'm going to do it again. There's this, um, I think it's their first date with Lorelai and Jason. He gets them like a stiff private room at a very formal restaurant and you can like hear everyone having fun outside and they're in this like very formal like this is the date room and she's like this this sucks this is so this is like too planned and like too specific and they end up bailing and going to the supermarket together and just like buying all their favorite foods together which is very week three artist way (laughs) so very much yes they eat outside like in the folding chairs with the plastic forks and that feels more romantic Way more romantic. Well, and it's and when you really think about it, at least for me, I mean, my favorite dates I've ever been on, even first dates, have been more like that. They haven't been stuffy. They've just been even cooking at home with someone. I'm wondering about your artist date. I'm like, can you dress up for it? Oh, that's usually the answer. Yeah. Can you dress up for your date? Get yourself yeah. a bubble tea? Bubble Ooh, tea outfit. treat. Yes. Yeah, that's what I did when I like I booked myself a fancy um well, I say a fancy. It was a free ticket at a gallery that you have to book because of the restrictions right now. Um not right now, but a few months ago. And it felt very fancy because I had like put it on my calendar, but I also just like found myself dressing up for it to go in a way that I might not have if I didn't call it an artist date. Well, this is inspiring me now to plan whatever my next artist date is around dressing up, around the full date experience. I'm very excited. It's so funny because in the book, there isn't actually that much direction around what to do for your artist date. And I kept rereading it and flipping through it and was like, she doesn't give very much information. But like the name says it all. By saying artist and date, date with your artist, like, that is enough if you just pay attention to what what the, the name of the thing is saying to do. And I think that it's also just so individual. Like, what is needed for each person is so individual that it really has to be up to us or up, up to people we, who know us very well to suggest what would actually be romantic or inspiring to each individual artist. Zandra, was there anything else from this week that you would love to touch on before we move forward? I wanted to ask you briefly if you did the task about your childhood room. I did not. So tell me about your experience. Oh, well, you have to write down your like what elements from your childhood room did you love and then compare that to your room at present. And I I just love I love pausing Netflix on like the 
set dressing for kids' rooms or for teens' rooms because they're just so interesting. There's It has so much personality and there's so much to see. And I have told the story on this show before about my yellow boom box and how that was so special to me growing up. Mm-hmm. I think it was on our uh, gifts episode because I got it as a gift when I was like five years old. And um, how's this for synchronicity? Today... I am picking up a used CD record cassette player from a neighbor who is moving. And as I was going through my notes from this week, I noticed that that's something I circled and said, I need to get a CD player for my room. That is so exciting. So CD tradition is finally coming back. And are you going to be looking for new CDs? Like, are you going to be adding to a collection? That is the plan. I talk about it so much. About a year ago, I wrote an essay called Stack of CDs about how much I miss this. I've talked about it on this show, and I was like, I have talked about this enough. It is time to just get a CD player and start buying CDs again if I miss it so much. So it begins now. CD recommendations, please. I completely agree, and now I'm going to have to go out on a hunt to find you some fun gifts oh my gosh oh my gosh so excited grace what did we hear from our listeners this week well besides this amazing story about katra um which i'm just i really am she's been tweeting about the show and her experience with artist way and i just want to mention her because It's so cool in the past few weeks to see her creativity open up and to see her playing music again because she hasn't in a long time. Um, So hi, Keitra. We're so happy you're joining us. Uh, Besides that, I just wanted to read a really cool insight from Lori um, from Twitter. Lori, who has been reporting back to us, you know, with her insights each week, said, The act of creating art and putting it out there is an act of displaying, for possible derision, the limitations of one's talent. Never living up to one's potential can feel safer than this. Yes, it's embarrassing when everyone can see what I think is worth my dedication. It will strike some as paltry, trivial, contemptible. I won't be able to deny that it matters to me, but making nothing feels more shameful than being judged unkindly for something I have made. Whoa. Whoa. I can totally relate to that as I write my music Mm -hmm. for the first time in 10 years. And I'm also thinking about my my goals with anti-racism and inclusivity and i think the same applies that like it's easier to just not overtly try but i'm i'm just thinking of that as an art now too because the the ideas i feel the same about the ideas it totally is similar and i even think that part of this part of what both of you are experiencing um is the element of sharing, right? Like Lori's talking about not just creating art, but like sharing it with the world and how vulnerable that is. And I know that many of your 
readers and the members of Everyday Wonderland have have come to you looking for book recommendations and advice on setting anti-racist like anti-racist goals. And so there's also this element of like putting out into the world that you do care about this. And that is vulnerable. I'm just thinking even about a couple of lines in a newsletter to the Art Life newsletter list that I want to say about going back to our inclusive reading goals episode. And in my mind, I've been like, uh, like, I don't want to say it wrong. So should I even go there? But this cements it. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to go there. So subscribe to our newsletter. Subscribe to our newsletter. I love that we're ending this episode with like, <laughs> like something creative we both want to do. We've got like ideas for our artist date. We know what we're doing with our newsletter. Like we have fun tasks now for the next week. Ready to go. I also want to say a hello and cheering on to Laura, who emailed us this week, letting us know that she's joining us for the Artist Way, and she is an Artist Way veteran. And I want to mention that on our website, I have started a little section for our campfire cluster where I list everyone by name who has raised their hand and said that they're joining us for this experience and I'm linking to a website or social media profile if wanted. So if you're listening along and you want to be on that list, I would love to add you. Just email us at theartlife at heroinetraining.com and also go and check out who is in the circle with you. So I thought it would be a, a nice, simple way for everyone to connect. Yeah, the most important thing for me in podcasting or creating art in general always comes back to community. So I'm so grateful that you came up with that idea, Zandra, because I want to honor the people who are here during this first round of The Artist's Way with us. I know there will be people who go back and listen to this series in the future, but I do really want to honor the people who are along the journey with us in real time. Yeah, so if that's you, hello. Please come join the the list. And I guess what's left is to ask you, Grace, what is the art life? The art life is showing up on your doorstep. (laughs) So say what you want, babies, because it's showing up. (laughs) Sandra, what is the art life? The art life is secret musicians. Yes. <laughs> this has been a theme now. It's a I theme. No. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like we're going to find this out about multiple people, not just us and Keitra. Come yeah, on if out. you're if you're on this journey, yeah, send us a whisper over to us and say, "I too am learning music again. I too am writing music again." <laughs> we want to know. Well, Zandra, we mentioned our some of our gift episodes and Um, our inclusive reading goals episode, things we've made on this show. But we also mentioned uh, an essay that you wrote last year. Um, So for those who are wondering, uh, where can people find your art? You can find my art at heroinetraining.com. I will leave a link in in the show notes to my essay, A Stack of CDs. And if you would like to hear my Jane Austen music, at the time being, it is available to those who have read Jane Austen with me. That is through Letters from Jane Austen, which you can find at heroinetraining.com slash Jane. And my 
Everyday Wonderland program, which is which could be fuel for artist date ideas, I suppose, is about finding wonder where you already are in One Minute Calls to Adventure each week. And you can read more about that on my Patreon or at everydaywonder.land. Grace, where can people find your art? The best place to keep track of what I am up to would just be by following me on Instagram. That's Instagram at Grace Gordon Official. Um, which we have on our website and linked in the show notes. That's where I really post my day-to-day updates as well as modeling work, fun photos from whatever I'm up to, books I'm reading and all that. Um, We'd mentioned on the last episode that I did just launch an Etsy store, which I am slowly but surely adding to, and perhaps we'll be adding more to this week since... um, well, you'll all see, but I'm not going to be sitting around and reading, so I'm going to need to find something to do. Ha ha ha. Dot, dot, dot. What's next? <laughs> you'll see. So we do have a lovely reader review this week. We love to close our episodes by giving a voice to one of you who's listening. And this week we have a review from Ready About. So we had a review on iTunes that says, The art life is a soothing return to what matters in trying times. Listening to these two banter about the art life brings me absolute delight. This is not just for professional artists, although both hosts are that, but for anyone seeking to reconnect with the creativity in their soul. Oh. (sighs) Ah. That's what this show is about. Yeah. Nice and simple. Thank you. Thank you so much. banter is one of my favorite words, and I have not heard it in a while, so I am tickled. (laughs) You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts on the app, and we would love to share your answer to the question, what is the art life? Until next week, from my side of the world, I wish you all a good morning. And from my side of the world, I wish you all a good night. Bye. Bye. This is The Art Life, a heroin training podcast with Grace Gordon and me, Zandra Robinson Burns. You can find us online and subscribe to our newsletter at theartlife.show and send letters to The Art Life, care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 4292, Valley Village, California, 91617. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for joining us.